Welcome to the Emerging Leaders podcast. I'd like to welcome my next guest, Annie Givens. Annie Givens is a charismatic and engaging leader. Annie is the CEO of Glaucoma Australia, founder and CEO of Lipstick Consulting, founder of Magic Transformations, host of Memoirs of Successful Women podcast. Annie is an amazing lady and I really enjoyed my time with her. She is a CEO, leader, speaker, business and life strategist, community champion, influencer, storyteller, wife, mother of five, adventurer and heart warrior. I enjoyed listening to Annie and her journey from two sets of twins to CEO. She's an internationally recognised CEO and she's a speaker and founder of Magic Transformations. Annie helped, helps overcommitted women to refocus their life purpose, their own priorities and achieve their potential. Annie's journey is fascinating and her experience as a leader is something that I found um, very unique and I really enjoyed listening to her as I'm sure you will. Join me in welcoming Annie and I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did in interviewing her. Hi, Wendy. Lovely to be with you today. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me and um, love my audience to hear all about you and your experience in leadership. So over to you. Tell me a bit about um, the first time you became a leader and what that was like for you. Uh, so I've had an interesting career journey, I suppose, and so I'll probably give you just an overview of where I've travelled and then where my true um, moment of going, oh my gosh, I'm a leader, are uh, sort of packed in. So uh, I originally started as a registered nurse uh, and then I sort of went up the ranks there to become a head teacher of nursing. So I did a Bachelor of Health Science and a, and a Master's of Education. And so somewhere in there between being a, being a nursing teacher and then suddenly becoming a head teacher... Uh, that was, you know, a good 15, 18 years ago and, and it was that moment of, oh my goodness, I'm actually running this department. I have, you know, a dozen staff. What are the requirements of that and what are my responsibilities? So it was that paradox between, um, yeah, I have a lot of things to do, but then what am I responsible for? And then also it took me probably a little bit longer, to be honest, on how do people receive that? How am I received as a leader? And uh, because I suddenly started objectively looking, well, what do I like about other leaders and how do I feel about them? And so following that time, then I then became um, a national manager and a CEO and obviously I've been a senior leader now for you know a good 15 years and my whole uh, feeling about leadership has actually um, developed and grown and changed a lot I now don't see as a leader uh, I originally thought it as someone who's out there you know leading us and we follow and we do what they do whereas actually leadership for me is is almost you know being 
behind the crew. We've set the we've and and supporting them and gathering them and 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 mentoring and coaching. Yes, team, we can do this. Let's push forward. Let's all you know do this together. So I'm I'm very engaged. I'm very uh, I don't see the leader as being you know it's not a hierarchical thing. It's actually very for me. It's a team thing that you you lead by example, but you also are totally there, approachable. Uh, with your team because I feel that the best leaders are those who are happy. Um, people who are in their team are, are find them approachable, that they won't get in trouble for things. Everything is a learning opportunity that we can develop and grow. So my team, for example, now if I look at those who work for me, they will know something goes wrong, just go going out and tell Annie straight away, she'll be fine about it. She'll see it as an opportunity to develop and grow. And I'll always go, okay, so what are your thoughts on how we should resolve that issue? Because I want them to be learning while I'm formulating my view as well, of course. Uh, I want them to develop that problem solving and then I want to brainstorm a whole broad range of options and none are silly. And then uh, from there, I'll go and say, okay, well, considering all of that, this is the, what I'm going to recommend we do. How do you feel about that? And then we'll go through that process together so that they can actually learn from decision-making, high-level thinking, uh, broad range of options. And they actually see me in operation as a leader, but also not taking things out of their hand and there's no punishment from that. So there's many aspects to leadership, but I very much see that, uh, yeah, it's, it's about um, inspiring people, um, being very clear in what you articulate for uh, vision and strategy and then making sure that they're aligned and that they are part of that that i'm not doing that as the senior as the ceo of the business they're all a cog in the wheel we're all doing it because of our synergistic value together and so everyone is an equal part in that i just get the opportunity to facilitate that i love that i really love the way you look at it um i think often as young leaders come through, they assume that they need to lead from the front, whereas, mm. you know, you're alongside your team. And I think yeah. that's really important. So what has been some of the challenges for you over the years in terms of leadership? Uh, if I look back, I had a lot more trouble earlier on, to be honest. I think it was a different culture. It was a very male men are in leadership. And so as a woman in those early days, uh, I found more obstruction just from peers who, you know, would make comments like, well, who's looking after your children? Because I had five children. Who's looking after your children while you're off at this, um, you know, event or managing this conference and things like that I found really um, surprising because no one would ever ask that of them I found it you know more intimidating being in a room you know I one of my earlier jobs you know I was the only woman in a boardroom of 24 men uh, and so you know that was quite an interesting time of oh okay you know I, I definitely felt the gender um, gap and in a significant way, particularly because I was in um, medicine and surgery, which was very male dominated back then. Uh, I also found opposition from women actually uh, in, when in my nursing role where the seniority role um, had, was very much at play. And so, for example, as a TAFE teacher, when I was there, there were women who'd been there, you know, for, you know, 10 years, 15 years teaching, and they were quite angry at me for taking on the 
how did you get selected? How did you get chosen to become the head teacher? How did that happen? You know, and there was a surprise and a bit of disdain. And, and so the challenges came out of that of actually going, okay, well, this person immediately doesn't like me, not because of myself personally, but what I represent. I'm a new generation who is coming through uh, where seniority doesn't rule, uh, skill and aptitude and ability uh, does, and um, and therefore I'd won it on merit. And so going through that uh, change generation, I suppose, uh, in the early 90s uh, was quite significant on um, being learning to be a leader and then what that means in a very gender-biased um generation and also women who uh, were quite pushy to get to the top and weren't it wasn't a supportive uh, female generation to me unfortunately have you seen now (laughs) completely different now I'm all part of the the girl tribe you know um, that's what I live and breathe to do and that's actually inspired a lot of who I am and and how I operate as a woman in business I have a total belief that there is enough business for everybody in the planet and you should spend all of your time uh, becoming the best version of yourself and you should be uh, you know improving your knowledge constantly your skills constantly your emotional intelligence your connections Uh, it's all about relationships it's all about helping others the true joy comes from helping others and then with that most of the time uh, human nature happens that it comes back but even if it doesn't there's no expectation Uh, I find that that has that that philosophy has improved me beyond uh, imaginable proportions on being a leader it actually now makes me go yeah I'm so in my zone I'm so comfortable in who I am I'm so comfortable in my skills and abilities I can articulate them clearly I don't have to hope you like me I don't have to prove my value I actually do that because I'm appropriately positioned. I'm in the right role. You've chosen me for a reason. Uh, I'm 100% committed for that. And because of that, I would call it freedom that it actually gives, it allows me to spend a lot of energy and time now mentoring and coaching other people as a leader in my team at work. I'm a CEO of an eye health charity. And also in my mentoring coaching business, through my magic program, I'm able to spend all of my time building up other women, celebrating their wins championing them on to to go and exceed beyond their proportions and and that will happen and not only that it also happens in the linkedin community i choose to um, spend time other women in different spaces i learn from them i grow with them Uh, we celebrate each other's wins and there's an incredible value uh, of connecting with um, other people who have that same sort of philosophy because uh, I think we're all on a learning journey. And, and I, at the moment, I actually see it's a really great place for women. Women have really realised that, women in business, and they see the value of rising, um, building people up rather than dragging them down. It's not a competition and you'll never excel if you have that that view. Oh, I so agree. I think there's, you know, it's... There's a lot more support now than I think, you know, 15, 20 years ago for women in leadership positions. But also I think, you know, the communities that are available for women is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. So if you were to write a letter to your younger self um, when you first became a leader, what would you say? Wow, great question, Wendy. Uh, I think I'd say, Annie, you have worked extremely 
hard to be where you are and you need to value your drive, the reasons behind why you've done that. And so, uh, so I want you to back yourself, believe in yourself. Don't um, spend unnecessary energy and time absorbing other people's perspectives. You know, do if it adds value, but if it doesn't, if it's from a negative place, that's their negative place, it's not yours. So I would be encouraging myself to say, you know, you go girl, you have an opportunity here, but you haven't been defected, uh, uh, you haven't been chosen for a the wrong reason. You've actually worked very hard. It was very hard for me to do, um, to, to, to grow my career. And I'm happy to share on that. You know, I uh, when I finished school, I wanted to go into business and my family were, were said some very harsh words to me and said, Annie, you don't have the aptitude for business you should do something like nursing or teaching because that will then be more suitable for you. So these words resonated very strongly in my head, so much so that I actually then just did, I did nursing. Now there's nothing wrong with nursing as a career. It's a fantastic career. But this default view sort of sat in my head, oh, it's a shame I'm going, I don't have the aptitude for business. And then as my career grew, I actually then went and said, but what if I... I feel like I would have the aptitude. It's so strange that people I know and love and value don't think that of me because I think I would be good. And so it was a slow climb for me to actually go be, become a nurse. And then I then went and said, well, how can I get, in, you know, in my brave little voice, how can I get from nursing to business? It's a bit hard. And at and that stage, I then had twins and then I had a second set of twins. So I had four children in 26 months. So all oh, that was such a blessing. Oh my gosh, I'm blessed beyond the human proportions. But yeah. with that, very hard from the young girl who's now 25 with four children going, oh, but I want to be a businesswoman. Oh my gosh. And so part of that journey was, well, what can I do? And so one, I was very fortunate that somewhere in me, this voice in my head, which said, it's a shame you're not, that actually was my motivation for saying, what if I could prove them wrong? What if I do have the aptitude? And so I chose to then do a, a, a teaching degree which I loved. I did night classes. It was quite hard with children, but it was my little secret time out. I got to go to uni and everyone supported that. So that was a nice release. Uh, and then I loved it so much. I did a master's of education and then that took me to new roles and, and new opportunities. And I just kept seeing new opportunities, new opportunities. They're stepping stones uh, from head teacher to national manager to then saying, oh my gosh, now I could, I, I had this moment that my CEO where I was, who I thought was amazing, a great leader, he moved on and we got a new CEO and I, and I just looked at him and I went, how on earth did they choose you? You know, not trying to be disrespectful, but I didn't see his value. And I had this moment, I went out to a coffee shop and sat there and thought, well, if he can get the job, maybe, uh, what do I need to do to get a job like this? So went back and then once again, work, did Lean Six Sigma, did company directors, did business um, growth courses. And then I applied for a CEO role boldly. And everybody I knew said, oh my God, you've really lost the plot now as if you're going to get a CEO job. Um, you have to be male, you have to have an MBA, you have to have all these things. And I went, 
I'm just feeling it. I feel like I've had all these other opportunities that have come true because I applied myself, I focused and I believed in my ability. And well, what if I could? And so um, I applied and I somehow impressed them with my great passion. Um, and I'm assuming a lot of other skills and abilities. And I had a wonderful, successful role five years in that first CEO role and my life just changed. You know, I went from my first few months a little bit of imposter syndrome to saying I hope they don't I hope they know I, I'm I'm not I don't have the full aptitude for being a business leader and then quickly you know because of who I am I actually went whatever I don't know I will learn it I will learn it fake it till you make it Richard Branson here I come and so uh, you know what uh, yeah like within a few months I'm like yeah I am actually really good and then I remember going home to my family one day and saying say because I used to walk around the house when the kids were young and I I'd say, mum has high-level managerial skills. And they went, mum, you don't have high-level managerial skills. I went, yes, I do. I'm going to, this was before we had mantras and affirmations and everything. And I even wrote it and stuck it on the fridge. Mum has, mum does have high-level managerial skills. And it was this thing that I made as a joke. And they all said, you don't, you don't, you don't. And every time they said, you don't, it, it drove me on. So, so after I'd been a CEO for a year, I went, guess what, guys? Mum does have high-level managerial skills. <laughs> and so I know it's really quite funny sharing, but it was like, yes, you know what? So what would I say to my young self? You know what, Annie, you knew it. You knew that you had more ability than where you were. I see myself as like a present. You are a beautiful present that has so much goodness inside you. But at the moment, that present is not at its final destination. It's been sent here because you're a mom of two sets of twins and you're juggling things and it feels chaotic but just believe that you're still the same present that present is even going to get better and better you're like a fine wine in there you know mm. you and then one that present will then get sent to def different destinations and then I look back now and I go oh my gosh my I feel like I am a present who has now been unwrapped because I'm I'm loving where I'm at I feel like I've arrived you know in that way I get to live and breathe every day to follow my purpose and my passion I'm completely beautifully placed where I am but that didn't happen you know early on but they were all stepping stones so my advice to other leaders and, and emerging leaders is you know what think of yourself like that you you are a person who hasn't been fully arrived at your destination you haven't fully been unwrapped yet but you just keep you know decorating making yourself a bigger better product because that's what you are at the end of the day you are a product that is ready to be a blessing for other people that's how I see it, you know. People who don't think they're a product, well, you're kidding. You're, you're a marketing tool. Everyone is a personal brand. That's what an interview process is. That's what you are. You don't have to be pretty and beautiful, but you have to be a capable, competent product. And with that, you want that up to align with what their needs are and do are you the solution to their problems? Do you have a beautiful fit? And does that make you happy? And does it continue to make you grow and so now I'm, I'm at a stage that I go, yeah, I, I love, I feel like I'm constantly learning and growing. And I also am most delighted when I'm um, having a, a tangible impact. I'm leaving a future legacy. And I'm actually proud that I'm bringing alongside me 
other women in business who are at those different stages that I was at because 100% relate to them, 100% relate to being frustrated, crying, thinking I'm, I'm like, I'm sure I've got more ability than where I am. You know, it's really hard. And, and that's, that's what women need to know. You know, in the real world, it's, it's difficult when people say, oh, you just juggle things like juggling. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm the queen of juggle. Um, you know, I'm talking army level organization skills I've developed. Um, because <laughs> when you have twin two year old boys and you're breastfeeding another set of twins, let me tell you, you've got to become like a soldier. Uh, and so, with that, you know what? I've now embraced that they have been the things that have happened in my life rather than me look and go, gee, if I was a man straight out of school and did an MBA, I would have gone into business and think of, you know, where would I be now? I kind of did think that for quite a lot of years and all that did for me was build resentment and it actually made me not enjoy the moments I was in. Whereas when I changed my mindset to actually go, because I'm having this crazy journey, I'm a mum of five with a beautiful husband who I enjoy all of those moments that I had with my kids. I enjoyed being in a whole lot, you know, becoming a, a nurse and a teacher, then a business manager. The skills that I have now are really unique and niche, but I tell you what, I, I'm so appropriately placed that someone else wouldn't be. I would be like that other CEO who I felt was just in the wrong spot. Uh, and that's like, he's probably got great skills, but they weren't positioned in the right spot. He was a present at the wrong destination. And so I want to make sure that I'm a present at the right destination. Uh, and that also now I'm a gift to other people. And so I spend my whole time feeling, feeling what, how can I, how can I be a blessing? And I've, I'm always, I'm, I always see positive opportunities every day. Well, you certainly do. And I'd like, I'd like to come in on a couple of things you said, but um, certainly when you said um, you had on the fridge that you had high-level <laughs> skills, Annie, you managed two sets of twins. That's high-level management. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't have twins, but I certainly had three little boys that ran around crazy. And I think, you know, when you're juggling that and you're getting kids to different places and you're also working part-time or whatever else you bring in your life, that is high-level management. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. But isn't that an interesting um you know response Wendy because when I was at the time I associated it with the view that you know management was in business you know yeah. I was just a mom I was this crazy mom with all these kids everywhere and you know I even had people walking you know women coming up to me going oh my god I had the worst day ever the other day and then I thought of you and your life and then they pause as this comment is falling out of their mouth thinking and I'm thinking oh my gosh I'm someone's worst scenario um you know and so yeah I didn't actually take that whereas you know what that's right I look back and go oh my gosh I raised I you know that's right I was 25 years old raising four little babies and juggling it and still thinking about developing I did have those skills and it's actually really important to acknowledge you have so much more than you're willing to give yourself permission to celebrate you know when you're in these 
different moments. You know, don't look at the end goal and go, gee, I'll only be of value when I reach that goal. That is a crazy, crazy mindset because that goal shifts. You'll never get there, you know. Um, and so what you want to do is celebrate exactly that, going, oh, my gosh, what an opportunity I have now to fine-tune my high-level managerial skills by being blessed with these four gorgeous little little 20s and, um, and master the art of incredible organisation and management. And that's exactly what it did. And that's amazing. And I think that leads into one of the other things you talked about was mindset and how mindset's so important as a, as a leader and, you know, having the right mindset. It's not about ego and it's not about, about me personally. It's about my team and my people. Um, mm. And I think it's, that's really important as well. It's so important, Wendy, because I've worked for a number of leaders now and the things that I didn't like about them, it's interesting. I've learned more about what I didn't like than what I actually like because I've kind of known myself. It's interesting. And so what I didn't like, I, you know, I, li I didn't like the ones who, you know, didn't provide enough information to the team so there would be failure almost by default and then they'd have to rescue you know so it's like woohoo don't worry guys thank god i'm here you know and then now they'll come in and and then they'll also then get the full glory for solving the situation you know these sorts of crazy situations and everyone in the team goes my gosh didn't we just work for months on this project and then how did they get you know uh, there's no they they devalue the team they don't uh, you know build other people up um, so there's that kind of leader there's the leader who's it's always all about them and every every report newsletter it's, it's almost like they're the only person in the office uh, it's the person that you hear at a, a you know a, a speech at an event who doesn't acknowledge all of those people who have been you know working behind the scenes because I know as a leader uh, they are everything oh my gosh my team make me look so much better than I am I, I value every single part because I'm like how cool are they oh my gosh I almost feel guilty sometimes uh, and so and also the opportunity to change you know what what how other people think about leaders too now. I think that's a good point. I get constantly amazed that as a CEO, almost every second phone call or email, I get the start of it is, I'm so sorry for bothering you. You must be so busy. And I go, oh, no, I'm so glad that you've come to me. You know, they all think the leader is this high and mighty person who is so busy doing whatever. And so I actually, you know, one of my passions as a leader is to, to go, no, no, please contact me personally. If I can do it, if I'm not the person, I'll put you onto them. But actually to be able to see that you're actually as a leader, you're just a part of the team and you had this incredible honour to steer that ship according to strategy and assess and monitor and all the requirements of a senior leader. But with that, actually, you know, you don't have to be best friends. You have to, but you have to, um, you don't get respect by default. You earn respect and people will respect you and people will do so much for you. I get amazed by what people do because they feel valued. They respect that I am 100% passionate about what we're trying to achieve. They respect that I am working so hard with them to do that. They respect that I value what their contributions are. They appreciate that I am flexible around their you know, their lives, they've got stuff happens. And as a mom, you know, you don't want your staff member to miss that special award day at school and things like that. Uh, to be, be flexible, they appreciate, you know, you earn respect as a leader by, you know, not getting into everything, but actually your team.
team will know the right things to ask because of the tone that you set. And so if you set a tone of high expectation, high output with true appreciation and value, then all the other things actually do just fall into place because someone knows that I, I never get asked for silly things. I actually, you know, I'm usually say, oh, you should have asked me earlier. It's not a problem. You know, so for future leaders to know that people under them have got little issues and things that are distracting their output, they're distracting their mindset, taking energy away from them. And you as a leader actually want them to be at full speed, right? So you actually want to create an environment that you can bring those things out and then you can address them really quickly so that you get the best out of your team. Perfect. Thank you, Annie. I really appreciate your time today and thank you for sharing your experiences over the years. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Annie, for such an awesome... Thanks, Annie, for such an awesome... Thanks, Annie, for such an awesome account of your leadership and your journey. It was so great to hear and um, there was certainly a lot of gems in, in what you said. Thanks, Annie, for sharing your journey. There was certainly a lot of gems in what you said. I really appreciate you joining me today. If you would like to be a part of the Emerging Leaders podcast, you can join, you can contact me at wendy at wendytansy.com. You will find other episodes on my website, wendytansy.com, under podcast. And I look forward to joining you again in a couple of weeks where we bring another leader to share their experience with you. Thank you.